now got in for the New York Yankees, the shortstop, number two. Episode 151 of the NYYST Podcast. I am your host, Christian. As always, joined by my co-host, Chris. You. And Stack Guy, Ryan. What up? Ryan. Yeah. Before we started the show, you guys made fun of me because I said I got a haircut. And you said, oh, well, your wife cuts your hair. So you can't say that. So I'm not allowed to say that I got a haircut. No. But you definitely need one, bro. Can your wife cut my hair? Would she cut my hair? Absolutely, if you wanted her. Oh, she really? doesn't know how to cut I hair. I would definitely, if anyone's going to cut my hair, I'd want it to be Lindsay. She knows how to uh. buzz hair. And what I said, I made him take his hat off because yeah, he, he like looks, buzz, you look very buzzing. clean right now on top of your head. No, she'll use Show everyone. I got a big she'll head. You can watch this on YouTube, by the way, if you're just what? listening. Huh? You're bald as fuck right now. Well, and it looks clean. It's, it also looks nice the light, it's also the lighting. It's not that bad. So what I said was, you look oh. bald as fuck. It looks good. Oh, you can't say. And he goes, oh, I got a haircut. And I said, you don't tell me you got a haircut. I know your wife cut your hair. You don't tell people you got a haircut when your wife cut your hair. You say, oh, yeah, my wife cut my hair today. No, you. I still got a haircut. From your wife. Does it matter? Do you go around saying, I got a haircut from my barber? No, you no, got, a haircut. got a haircut. It doesn't matter who cuts your hair. You still got a haircut. You're just misleading. <laughs> Leave us a review. Let us know what you think. Is Christian in the wrong or the right? <sighs> all right. I think Ryan need that. Ryan definitely uh, needs a haircut. His shit's all curly. My hair. I haven't gotten a haircut in a Dude, year. Dude, you need a haircut. I, I want to cut. Long. it. I like it long. You know what you should do? You should. When's the last time you, you cut Literally, your Literally, it was probably right after the Yankees lost last year because I think I went to friggin' Supercuts. They had that MLB deal. Look at that shit, bro. Ryan only gets haircuts when there's good deals going on. <laughs> yeah, it looks good. He's like, oh, 50% Rating off? you, should I get a haircut? Might have. I think that's what you should go You know with. what? If you're watching on YouTube right now. My friends say I look like Wayne. Leave world. us a comment. Should Stack Eye Ride get a haircut? Yes or no? Do you like the long hair? Do you like the... Old school Tim Lincecum slash Bumgarner look right yeah. now. No, it's just straight up. It's a bum look. Like My you. one friend called me Degrom. Yeah, I got that Degrom, but it's not. Mm. Yeah, I got that Lincecum. Uh, yeah, but you know the biggest difference between you and no, Degrom? I got that Clay Buckles greasy. He's a fucking uh, Cy Young Award winning major league pitcher. Right, but if I was in the major leagues, I would definitely put a bunch of product in my hair, and I'd always be touching my hair again. Nice like Clay Buckholz. Yeah. So why don't you use product? Actually, I did just find new product. I might, I might uh, throw it in there. See, okay. we'll, we'll get there when we get there. Talk to Lindsay about it. <clears throat> well, so you name dropping my wife. Let's name drop Chris's wife before we get into the show today. Okay. okay. Sure. So your wife is downstairs before we come up here, and she's like, well, you know, if you guys talk about a certain something, I'm going to listen to the show today. And if you don't, then I'm not. So I don't know. So I told your wife that she should just listen and see regardless whether we talk about this right. or not. I agree. Are you going to talk about it? Mm, I don't know. Do you want me to? Yeah, I really do. I, I think you it. should. <clears throat> okay, well, Brian. Ryan doesn't know this. Yes, he does. <laughs> <laughs> Christian's having a baby. Um, me, personally, I'm not having a baby. My wife is pregnant. 
You're pregnant Congrats, too. You dude. didn't know that. I have gained a lot of weight, so no, yes, no, no. I do when look like uh, when they're pregnant, you're pregnant. Mm. Is that how that works? It is how it works. So Chris likes to gain sympathy when we have people on. He's like, well, you know, uh, I can't. Oh, my wife is. Well, now mine is also. So congrats, bro. Thank you. I really genuinely. It actually hurts me to be happy for you. No. But I am genuinely happy for you. Mm. Genuinely. Mm. And soak it up because it'll probably be the last time I'm actually this happy for you. Uh, Well, I expect you to get super triggered. And I can't wait until your kid turns like three or four. Mm. I think that's a very... Like, uh, what's the word I'm I'm looking for? I don't know. That age the... where like things really will scar you for life. I'm gonna tell him all about you. Okay, what are you gonna tell him or her that they wouldn't already know? So you know it's a boy. I don't know what it is. It's a. I'm assuming it's a human baby. Christian's wife doesn't know this, but he's actually revealing the gender on the podcast. Before she even finds out. That's great. I don't even know how I would be able to do that when I don't know what it is. So, Congrats, man. Thank you. I'm really happy for you. Okay. You're not going to be happy. No. <laughs> no, I know. You don't even know me like other people You're know miserable me. now without kids. I can't imagine you when you have them. Chris is like, oh, I'm going to tell stories about you. You don't even know stories to tell. You're like, you came in after all the stories. I know enough. Mm. I know enough. Mm. You don't know what. You don't know shit. You know what's kind of cool though? What's when that? your when your son or daughter is born, you know who won't be too much older than them? Your daughter? The Yankees new pitching coach. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. Matt Blake uh it's a good segue there. Nice. That's nice. Matt Blake is uh the new Yankees new pitching coach. Uh he was hired uh I don't know, Wednesday. One of those who days. Knows, One of those hired. days in the middle of the week. What date is November 9th this article is written here. Bro. Today's the 11th. Today's the 10th. What's today? The 10th. November 10th. Today's the 10th. Actually, let's see. What day did we tweet about it? Three days ago. Matt Blake, formerly of the Indians uh, organization, is the new Yankees pitching coach. And as somebody said on Twitter, he he looks more like Blake from State Farm than he does uh, somebody that's going to be telling James Paxton how to throw his slider in a big spot. Um I don't be honest with you. I know just as much about him as many as everybody else does, just by reading articles about the guy. Uh, it sounds like a good hire. I mean, I really can't get too excited about it because, again, you know, what do we really know about him? But he comes from the Indians organization. They have done a relatively good job of developing pitchers. He was uh, Brian. Go up so I could get his official job title here. He was the assistant director of player development and two days before he was hired as the Yankees pitching coach he was given a promote right? a promotion to uh uh pitching director of the Indians organization so it just shows you that they held him in high regard and and it shows him that shows us that he's getting paid by the Yankees because I can't imagine getting that type of promotion isn't any money to sneeze at Oh, I'm sure he's not making he's a making ton of bank. Money. What's he making? I don't know, man. Two fifty, maybe. I don't know. Two fifty more than I'm making right now. So you make no money. Make zero dollars. Mm-hmm. Make zero dollars an hour. Zero an hour. So when he was 29 years old, Blake was actually a pitching coach at a uh, high school near Boston. So five years from now, huh? How old is he? He's 33 years old. Wow. 
He's from ba- he is from uh, he's from fucking Boston. He's from Boston. He's probably gonna talk like this and look for his car in the parking lot at Yankee Stadium. Are you a fucking cop? You better not be a fucking cop. He's the owner and founder of Elite Pitching Development. He's worked at Cressy Sports Performance, who has helped nurture the careers of guys like Noah Syndergaard, who, okay, but Max Scherzer has worked there. So he, he's got a good resume. This and um, Trevor Bauer had some really good words to to say about him on Twitter. And if you look at Trevor Bauer, maybe he needs Matt Blake because didn't he just shit the bed? Like the, the rest of his starts after he left yeah, he Cleveland, didn't really pitch well. In one year. Yeah, he didn't look good. Yeah, but you know what? I read a little more into into Blake and his background, and this is like everything I was reading is exactly what Trevor Bauer has stood for for the last like few years. And I thought about it, and I was like, you know, whether whether the technology end of of pitching because that's what this guy is. I mean, it's all about the video. It's all about the analysis of all these different, you know, softwares and programs they have. The one thing I thought was whether it be good or bad, we don't know yet cuz here's the thing, there's no way. I'm not saying Larry Rothschild wasn't a good pitching coach and that he didn't bring his own stuff to the table, hey, but Larry there's no way Larry's doing that. Larry kind of didn't stuff. stay unemployed very long. He's already gotten a job as a San Diego And that says a lot pitching, uh, as an older coach. guy. For sure. Right? But Here's the thing, like maybe the Yankees need this. Maybe this is like gonna be really good for the Yankees. Maybe they need this type of guy that's that is more mechanical and and working on certain things and spin rate and and stuff like that because the Yankees have enough talent in this rotation and they better add to it, but they have enough talent in this rotation where you should feel much more confident in these guys. Like I, I feel like, Severino is so great, and I know he was hurt last year, but he can be better, right? He can be on a different level. He can be talked about <clears throat> the same way Garrett Cole and Verlander are, and he's not. He's not yet. No, just go up so I can see who this guy is. Uh... Yeah, that's a good point, though, Chris, because it does seem like his resume that he's he's all about you know video technology, measuring spin rate, and, yeah. and and how many guys are on this pitching rotation, which is nasty stuff, just great sliders that could improve even more. Adam Ottavino, like, I feel Britton's like the Yankees have such great stuff, but like these Green, guys, these Hanley. guys, I think Larry's pro- biggest problem was they kind of plateau, right? Like Severino kind of broke out a couple of years ago. He's so young, and the reason why you get excited for a guy being young isn't just that he's going to be in the league for a long time, but there should be so much more room to grow. And I didn't see Severino. Again, I know he was hurt, but yeah, he still was there all of 20, 2018, and he really fell off again at the end of the year. I didn't see him get better, and that's what I want to start seeing. And I think a guy like Matt Blake can do that for this team. Well, he's all about the analytics. so It'll be interesting. It's going to be a whole new age of pitching coach. Really, and, I, and I mean, again, they, I, th- I think it's good for the Yankees. It started with Minnesota's what last year. I can't remember his name, but he was he was an uh, Arkansas base uh, Razorbacks pitching uh, coach over there, and now you know he's in the major leagues. So they're going younger. They're going with uh, younger guys that are more was it Hobbs on technology? Was it Matt Hobbs? Because that's who my my buddy Santo texted me. Jesse Santo, we talked about him before. He actually uh, Hobbs was the pitching coach at uh, Mizzou when Jesse was there. 
Wes Johnson's the name of the guy I'm thinking of. Go back to that article so I can read yeah, this. Sure. Um, this is from uh, the founder of the Cressy Sports Performance Institute of Technology. Uh, and just to give background, that's like the place where, correct me if I'm wrong, where like all the spin rate, they hook pitchers up to monitors and shit, right? Sure. That's kind of what they do. I'm sure that you go there. I'll, I'll look it up. But anyway, uh, this is what Krusty had to say himself. He said, you can have all the analytics you want. If you can't disseminate it to people, it doesn't matter, and that's what separates Matt. And if you go further down the article here, I got another good quote that I like. This is from, uh, I believe his name is Keith Fredericks, uh, who hired... I think it was Kirk. Kirk, I'm sorry. Kirk Fredericks, uh, who hired... Uh, Blake as the pitching coach of that high school outside of Boston. He said, spin rate, launch angle. Matt was talking about all of that before almost anyone else. So Yeah, I mean, I'm excited. I think this was a really good hire. And he was a pitching coach for the <clears throat> Cape Cod League in 2015. Yeah, for the Yama Dennis Red Sox. That's on my bucket list, by the way. What, to be the pitching coach for a Cape Cod team? No, to go watch a game. Of the Cape Cod League. So, you know... I thought you played... Didn't you play in something like that? Uh, no, it was no. Georgia, I'm thinking of. Georgia, Georgia. Yeah. Played in tournament tournaments in Georgia. Yeah, the Upton brothers were in that tournament like the year before you were. Yeah. It's pretty cool. So, there's a lot of people coming out and saying all the things that you want to kind of hear about Matt Blake. So, you know, you can't... Like we said, it's a pitching coach. You, you don't want to get too excited. You don't want to get too emotional about it. But apparently, you know, this is the direction the team is going in. So we'll see. Um, see the sexy name? No. I was about to, I was about to ask you guys, uh, were you disappointed that it wasn't David Cohn? Because no. I feel like Twitter wasn't uh, too happy Twitter about Twitter is that. always disappointed. I like when, the no-name hire a I mean, lot more. clearly interviewing David Cohn was just them going through the procedure, right? Like everyone started talking about it, so they can't snub them. They got to give them an interview, but they were. I don't think if you look at the the entire list of guys that they interviewed for this job, David Cohn sticks out like a sore thumb. I mean, they. You, know, you want to know? They probably gave him an interview out of respect to him. That's what I'm saying. But they also probably don't want anybody in the dugout that's going to overshadow Aaron Boone. Yep. I mean, that's really, I just think they were, and I said it last show, I don't think he would get the job because I think they're more concerned with that type of stuff in the clubhouse. David so, Cohn is a personality. Right, exactly. And there's Distract, possible you distraction. Know, no, you're not going to know Matt Blake from a friggin', uh, like we said, like an insurance salesman when you see the two of them walking down the street. And I don't think the Yankees want to burn that bridge, right? Like everyone loves Coney in the booth. If Coney's a pitching coach and he sucks and they fire him, you might burn that bridge with him. Here's what Bauer had to say about Blake. He said, he's awesome. One of the smarter guys I know. Knows a lot about pitching, a lot about development. Good communicator. Really excited for him getting this opportunity and pumped to see the results. So, me too. Me too, man. And like we said, it's not sexy, but the guy gets the he's job kinda, done. He's a decent-looking guy, though. If, if, like if, himself. He gets, if he gets the job done, what does it matter? He's going to have to shave that, that he, beard off. That he doesn't have the biggest name out there. That's what I... That's what I Tweeted like it's the same thing when you compare DJ LeMayu to Manny Machado. Mm-hmm. The fans on Twitter got all upset that the Yankees went with the less sexy yeah. team, but wasn't that the better fit for the team? <laughs> oh yeah, mm-hmm. obviously. So I I kind of liken that to this. We'll see how this. And is. I don't it, think there's been much negative surrounding this hire. I think no. I think the fans have positive. 
done their homework and and know that this guy can be really beneficial to this team. (laughs) Okay. Oh man. I can't I can't wait until you have a fucking kid and you're and you're on no sleep miserable. Yeah, you can't wait. Yeah, Yeah, you're about to go through it again, Chris. You're gonna get fucking shanked if that Yeah, but I'm used to it now. You know? Eh. I don't know, man. You're gonna gonna pull really you're not really that used to it. I'm not used to it. You never get used to that shit. So do we have to keep (laughs) talking about Matt Blake? No. Okay. Well, congratulations, Matt Blake. You're congratulations, coach. And the first time, uh, so you let's assume that the Yankees don't make a big signing this off season. We'll say what Sevy gets the ball opening day. Yeah. Okay. Uh no. Uh, I don't know. I think Paxton. I think Paxton will. Okay, Paxton gets the ball the opening day. I just want a name. I just want you to give me a name. Paxton. Yeah, okay, I'd say Paxton if if they don't. Okay. Well, congratulations, Matt Blake. It's all sunshine and roses now. But the first time that the fir- the very first ball. That James Paxton throws on opening day, you're they're gonna the fans are gonna be calling for your job. Oh yeah. So welcome to New York. Welcome. So not much else has happened in uh in Yankee land. You know, we're in that free the official free agent period has started, but it's not like the NFL and the NBA where everybody signs in the first two days. This shit drags out in major league baseball. Oh, they have their meetings and I think the GM meetings are coming up. This week or uh Pretty sure that this week. So you start to you start to hear some rumblings over the next week or so. November nineteenth to the twenty first. Yeah. Okay. So, so next, next week. week. Okay. Okay. Bada bang. So congrats. So, yeah. <clears throat> so as we were saying here, not much has happened right now. You know, just going through the motions here until. Stuff starts happening. So this is week three of the keep them dump them's, and this is the last week that we're doing it. We got five uh, people, four players, one general manager to discuss here today. Um, we're going to incorporate uh, the let's well, before we actually discuss what we would do with him. Let, the Yankees did not extend a qualifying offer to Didi Gregorius this week. Correct. Okay. So that means that if Didi leaves the Yankees, the Yankees don't get anything for him. If they would have extended the qualifying offer, Didi could have accepted it at one year, $17.8 million. And if he had left, the Yankees would get draft pick compensation from the team that signed them. They didn't choose to extend that offer to him. So that kind of says a lot. So tell me what it says to you then. It says to me that if you truly were at a point where you were going to sign him. I mean, at that point, it's a no risk, right? Because if you, if you offer him that and he rejects it, okay, then you, if you, even if you're going to move on, you're getting something for it, but to not even offer it is kind of suspicious to me in a sense of, I don't know what, if their intentions are really to bring him back at all. Right? I don't think their intentions are to bring him back at $17.8 million. I don't think they want to pay him that amount. And I also think maybe that they don't want to see him... I guess that's a good point. ...bring him back in a long-term deal. And maybe, I don't know if they're thinking this, but maybe they, out of respect to him and seeing how some of these guys are being treated that have the draft pick compensation, maybe they want to make it a little bit easier on DD and finding a new home. Yeah, Maybe. I think they also might be worried that another team wouldn't match that offer, wouldn't want to pay him that kind of money, and then they'd be forced to accept that qualifying offer and 
pay him what they'd have to pay a hundred. No, worth, the only worth way the mean that, salary of MLB's 125 highest paid players. Which yeah, well, seventeen point eight million dollars. Right. So maybe I mean they just don't want to even risk having to pay him that. Well, that, sure. well, that's my th- that's my thing. Like, if you really look at the market, though, don't you think Didi Gregorius has earned that much? If you really look at some of the other guys, that maybe he's a tick below them. You know, when you're talking about the sh- the great shortstops right now. But being a tick below puts him at around that seventeen point eight million. You know, Didi's coming into free agency at a really bad time because of his performance last year. Yeah, I don't know, man. I mean, I mean look, look at these contracts I pulled up here for the twenty twenty shortstop. The way he played last can year, you, he's right? Not, can you break it? Oh, you just did shortstops. Okay. The way he played last year, he's not an eighteen million dollar a year yeah, player, right? Yeah. You also have to take into consideration he he was hurt. It doesn't matter. That's oh, I what understand. people are looking at right I understand. Now. But so so do you think we talk about this all the time with free agency? Can Didi Gregorius turn into one of those guys that falls through the cracks? No, not with this now. Now that he doesn't have the draft pick compensation, it's gonna be that's what I was just saying. It's gonna be a lot easier for another team to sign him. Right. But but what they I'm saying is... They hold on is, to these draft picks like they hold on to their fucking balls nowadays, okay? Nobody wants to give up these draft picks. Unless you're a guy like Garrett... Yeah, Garrett Cole's going to have draft pick compensation attached to okay. him. They offered him a qualifying deal, but he's Garrett Cole. He's gonna but be, here's what I'm saying to you. I mean, Didi Gregorius is not on that level. Don't look at the screen right now. And just tell me, in your... It's too late. I already saw it. And I in already your, know in that your mind, Xander though, Bogarts is the highest paid shortstop in Major League Baseball. Okay, but in your mind, out of all Major League Baseball... Where would you rank Didi as a shortstop? Put a number on it. Like, put a one through whatever. One through 30, whatever. But okay, so you want to say maybe he's three or four? Right? I mean, we've said that in the past. But you, we were also Tough saying, though, but man. it doesn't matter what we, you, where you rank him. What's the gap? This is a good year for shortstops. You were saying last year, uh, when Hicks was relatively healthy for his standards, that uh, he was the second best center fielder in the, in the league. But the gap between him and Mike Trout is so big that it doesn't even. What are you really okay. saying? But you're looking at that from a from an outside perspective. Think of it as Didi. So if you think you're the third or fourth best player in baseball, right? What are the third and fourth guys ranked on this list here? What are they making? All less than seventeen point eight million dollars. Around fifteen okay. and fifteen point two. So if the Yankees signed Didi around fifteen or sixteen, would that be fair? Or do you think that's still overpaying Didi Gregorius? Because this is what I'm talking about of falling through the track of falling through the through the cracks here. Don't you think Didi thinks he deserves maybe sixteen or seventeen million? No. And not a lot of teams might offer him that. So what if he does turn into one of those guys that doesn't sign? I think he will sign. I'm hearing the Reds are you know, you sent that article or you said that Heyman tweeted it and I read an article. The Reds are very interested in him. He yeah. was drafted by the Reds? Yeah. Uh, was yes. that his first team that yes. he came up with? Yeah, because someone tweeted. Uh, he did play with for the Reds before he went to Arizona. That they're great at Photoshop, and they posted a picture of right. him, and, and everyone's like, oh, my God, dude, you're amazing. <laughs> yes, the Reds were his first team. Yeah, it's going to it's gonna be interesting. I, I don't know. So, I mean, Didi's looking at that. 17.8, I'm telling you right now, he would have taken it in a heartbeat. Would have taken it in a heartbeat. So that just shows you that the Yankees aren't at that number for him. Right. 
I threw out this on I threw this out there on Twitter the other day. I think maybe three for forty five is the ballpark the Yankees might be comfortable yeah. giving him, maybe a little less on the money. Well, you gotta think too. Back end, there's back a there's it. a there's a couple. You don't want to backload it. You want to front load it. How many I, shortstops? I deal like oh that. yeah, for the for the first year. But I know that after twenty twenty one, you can't though, trade his ass. Twenty twenty one, the the salary dumps from ninety million to fifty million for the Yankees. Oh, the Yankees are gonna have a lot of. Yeah, Garrett Cole is the free agent. If if the Yankees are gonna be stingy, he's a free agent in the wrong year because they have mm-hmm. a ton of money coming off their books Next after twenty twenty. Right. 2020. right. Yeah, you I was looking that get, up. Well, you would have to say you can almost guarantee that they would uh, really be looking to spend money. Like a right. lot of money off the books. But here's here's my thing, right? We talked about last week uh, these signings of three years, whatever. I mean, that seems to be, if you want to look at this rationally here, that's the window right now, I think. I think the Yankees need to have their best three or four seasons over the next three to four years to maximize how many championships they can win. Is Didi that guy for you? How many shortstops are available right now? You have guys like Lindor, right? Who are a possibility. And there's a, there's a couple other names that I'm that I'm just forgetting right now. But well, I think the thing with the Yankees is that they wouldn't really necessarily need to replace him with the shortstop off the market. It that's would true. Be, it would be within, and that's they very would, true. They would put Glaber Torres at short, and DJ would be your everyday okay. second baseman. So I'm glad you just said that and reminded me because that's why I'm thinking of a couple other guys because you don't necessarily have to sign a shortstop right now. Yeah, really, nobody worth signing at the shortstop position other than DJ. But okay, so Rendon, that's the guy I'm thinking of. Yeah, he's third base. Right? right? So yeah, Anthony Rendon's the third base. Would you rather grab Rendon, throw him at third, Torres at short, Didi at second or first or wherever it may be, and play it from there? Does that give you a better team? Is that is that realistic for the Yankees? I think the Yankees are really evaluating Didi at this point as in, is he the guy who's going to bring us a championship? Why do you think the Yankees are going to go out there and spend tons of money on a third baseman? Well, you know, there's a lot of factors in it, man. Tell me. Tell me what they are then. Well, there's really, I mean, there's one. What? But there's a lot of factors within that one factor of Miguel Andujar. What about Gio Urshela? Yeah. What about Gio too? What about DJ LeMayu? If you're going to bring in a shortstop. Yeah, but dude, if you're, you're going talking after about Rendon, Rendon. You're talking about I'm I'm I'd be all right with them looking into it because then at that point you're just trying to overload your offense to be just a complete completely right. unstoppable. So I'm not against getting Rendon. I just I don't think from a business perspective since they don't necessarily need help from that position at a crazy uh, rate that they're not going to be willing to I mean shit Rendon dude. what other teams this on Twitter are. Wait, an article. I don't mean to cut you off, but let me just let me just say this with that point, you really don't need to sign anyone including Didi. Right? Yeah, no, offensively. Because sure. if Urshela is your is your solution, which I wouldn't mind, you really don't have to sign Didi or anyone. I know. Yeah. You can use all that money for uh, you can allocate it in other ways. No kidding. The Yankees don't have to sign any infielders and they'd be perfectly fine. The only thing on I think that the right Yankees now. should maybe consider signing offensively is to solidify your bench players. Maybe I know Jason Kipnis is available, I know Justin Smoke's available, and nice. I know Corey Dickerson's available. Those three are three guys that I'd be looking into offensively. I could see Smoke as like I a would... mid season pickup of like Smoke would be very, very He's a lefty batter. I think that the I Yankees think have somehow strayed away from 
arguably the biggest advantage in all of sports, and that's that right field porch. They have a lot of right-handed hitters that do go opposite field, but they are just they're they're not taking advantage of of something that they really need to be, and that's get, utilizing left-handed power to to take advantage of that right field porch. They're just yeah. not doing it that. It just doesn't make any sense to sign Jason Kipnis to sit him on your bench. Why wouldn't you just let Tyler Wade be your yeah? Be there because I'd want him more of a power hitter. To be a you know, know a lefty you know power hitter. Then Tyler Wade can stop being a bitch and learn how to hit home runs. Damn, they're all steroids. Sure, yeah, man. sure. I'm just I'm I'm saying more of a of of let's let's take advantage of that porch Fucking out there. HGH, bro. That's what all the cool Justin kids Smoke do. would be cool. I just those are guys that probably can start elsewhere. Dickerson's a good person. To what look were you into. gonna bring up, Christian? What were we gonna say about a quote? Uh, Kip, well, you just go, go to Kipnis here. Kipnis has hit 35 home runs in the last two years, so he doesn't. He's not a big How power guy. He played 147 in 2018 mm. and 121 last year. And he had yeah, 18. no, he he's, I think he, he is more fell of a, off in the last couple. I seasons. think he's never hit more than 23 home runs in a season. He's not a big power guy. I think he's more of a fair pop enough. guy. I mean, really, if you want to argue him as a bench no, player, I had him. Um, I'm saying, if, at that point, he was make he was making decent money. I'm sh- I would just rather Tyler Wade be on my bench yeah. than bring in a guy like Jason Kipnis. I don't know where this originated from. Somebody posted on Twitter. It's a quote from Didi Gregorius. Uh, it says, "I don't look at this as I'm the guy who plays shortstop and will have a lot of money." He said, "It's not about money for me. It's about the love of the game and what I do for my teammates. That's all that matters for me." At the end of the day, if they, they, the Yankees, want to offer me a contract, they'll offer me a contract. But right now, I'm just focusing on what I can do, and we'll see how everything is going to turn out. All right. Offer him $10 million then. Fuck it. He doesn't care about the money. Yeah, I don't think you should insult the man, though. I think one. I think what you said, three years, 45, even two years. I think that's fair if there's if they want him back. I mean, we don't know that, so I'm sure. We'll, I think they want him back at their number. They're not gonna. Yeah. They're not gonna play games with him. They're then gonna, they're gonna give okay. Him, they're probably sit down and get and say, "Hey, we'll like you back, but you know this is." And he would. He has no bargaining power with the Yankees. The Yankees would just say, "Okay, we'll fucking go with Gleyber Torres." Yeah, I mean, he knows who who they have. If he's serious about that statement, and if the Yankees have any desire to bring him back then they'll make it work i mean they will make it work if it has to be on the yankees terms i like you said they're not going to disrespect the guy they're going to give him a respectable contract and they'll come to some type of an agreement it's just all about do the yankees want him back okay so what do the fans want though because this is to keep them dump them keep them dump them i'm gonna say keep yeah i'd say i'd say 70 I'm going to say 64%. Yeah, it was 61% the wow. Fans, wow. the fans voted to keep Didi Gregorius. Wow, I'm surprised it's that low. He's a fan favorite. I really thought that Didi would tilt the other way because there's a lot of groundswell on Twitter that people just don't want the guy back. Really? Yeah, and I don't fully blame them. I blame them for, like, kind of for their reasonings sometimes. I see, like, Didi sucks. Uh, he's washed up. No. Didi doesn't suck. Didi's done a lot for this team, and he did it filling in for one of the greatest Yankees of all time. He's done a lot for this organization on and off the field. So I think people, the people who want him gone because they have just a short-term memory, those are the people that bother me. But the people who are putting a logical spin behind it, maybe he's not the best fit right now. Maybe there's other guys who are better. 
yeah, I mean, I can't argue that either. Would you rather have him or would you rather have uh, Lindor? As much as we love Didi, who makes the Yankees better? Lindor. Yeah, I mean. <laughs> What's it going to take to get Francisco Lindor on this team? I'm not talking about that, though. I'm just saying in general. But then you have to look at it at that point. If you're doing yes. to realistically, yes. Realistically, Are yes. Are you going to burn through whatever assets you have to bring in Francisco Lindor when you have Gleyber Torres and you can bring Didi, you probably bring Didi back on a, on a nice deal? No, because I think the way this this yeah, team for, is constructed, the Yankees are going to go out there and prove that they're going to spend big money on free agent starting pitching like Cole and Wheeler or Cole and Strasburg, and you want to get wild and trade and then trade everybody for Lindor. I have no problem with that. But if you're not going to do that, you you cannot absolutely not trade assets for Francisco Lindor when you need starting pitching. All right, here's something before we get into the to anything else. I just really quick. Quick hitter here. There's a lot of talk like I would rather Lindor and Wheeler than get Garrett Cole. Well, you're stupid then. I agree. I agree 100%. Because you don't need Francisco Lindor. You need Garrett Cole. Right. I agree 100%. And Zach Wheeler is nice, but he's not Garrett he's Cole. He's not the guy that, that puts you over the top to, to win a championship. All right, Ryan, what do you want to do here with Didi Gregorius? Just from a business perspective, just because the Yankees have Glaber Torres that they could put at shortstop and LeMahieu, they could throw him over at second base every day. I'm dumping D.D. Gregorius. I love the guy, but I'm dumping. Chris? I'm keeping. I'm keeping. It's got to be a team-friendly deal, but I'm keeping him. I think that we are forgetting too much what he's capable of at Yankee Stadium when he's healthy over a full year. You're giving up a left-handed bat when you get rid of him, and we just talked about needing to take advantage of that short porch. Mm -hmm. And we talk about a guy like Sanchez being so valuable as a catcher. Well, I think Didi is so valuable as a shortstop because of the power and because of what he's capable of in that way. You don't see that in a shortstop all the time, especially a left-handed batting shortstop in a stadium like Yankee Stadium. I think that this team realistically he might not be the best available guy that you can put out there but because our focus is on pitching I think Didi is the right choice so I'm keeping him yeah I think I, I would vote to keep Didi Gregorius uh, I threw out that number 3 for 45 because that's what I would feel comfortable offering him and I, and I think, think that's fair I think he might say yes to something like that uh, I just can't imagine that next year being the year that the Yankees win the World Series and Didi Gregorius not being on that team. Like, yeah, yeah, and, and, and he, I think and the Yankees see that never too. Win, and even if he leaves and he never wins a World Championship with the Yankees, you he'll always go down as one of one of my favorite players. Yeah, because he, he was put in an imp, he was put in in an impossible position. Yeah, a position that. Uh, a big named player was openly sp speaking about that he didn't want to fill those shoes. Didi Gregorius struggled his first six months or his first half a season with the Yankees, and I forget who said it to him, but they said 
you can't be the next Derek Jeter. You have to be. You have to be yourself. You have it to was be Girardi. You have to be Didi Gregorius. Don't worry about filling Derek Jeter's shoes. Fill Didi Gregorius' shoes. And from that point on, he had a good second half mm-hmm. of 2015. He had a really good 2016. He had a really good 2017. He was really good in 2018. And, and he unfortunately, was, he had Tommy John surgery, he never really got going last year. He never really got going. And You I saw think, glimpses of it. And I think that's what is sticking in a lot of fans' minds mm-hmm. that don't want him back is the, just the way he never really got going. I agree, one hundred percent. So I would, I, I would keep Didi because again, if you just look at it, if you're not, because I'm going to look at this like we tell the fans all the time. You're the GM of the Yankees. What are you doing here? I'm not trading my whole farm system for Francisco Lindor when I don't need him. Right. If Garrett Cole was a uh, not a free agent and we had to trade for him, I'd trade everybody because we do need him or a guy like him. And I like my I like my I've seen it enough the last two years where I like my double play combination of Didi and uh, Glaber Torres, and it allows me to do different things with uh, DJ Lemayu in case uh, you know I got a hole at first base or you know I got a hole at third base and I can move Didi around and play him at second. And we talked about this too, you know. Realistically, can they not sign anyone, including Didi and use Urshela? Sure, but aren't we still questioning if? Urshela's season was a fluke, or if he really has that bat now, you don't want to put that team, put that kind of pressure on your organization. That if Geo comes out and he goes back to being the old uh, Geo up at the plate, that now you're scrambling. So uh, well, you know, are you done? Talk about depth, right? Talk about depth. They might not need to sign someone, including Didi, but signing Didi is the best way to to give depth. In that in that offense. All right, let's see what the fans had to say here. Uh, you want to you want well, you want to start off with a doozy. You want to start off with a doozy right now. This is at NYY pitching skip. Uh, I'm guessing he voted dump him because this is his comment because he looked completely checked out in the ALCS in his post game interviews. He sounded like a prick who didn't want to be there. <laughs> so. Anonymous account, you're a fucking idiot. Okay, so I can't believe I gave your Twitter handle out on my on this podcast right now, just so people can find you and and tell you what a fucking moron you are. Okay, you're a dumber piece of shit than Pat oh. Shermer. Okay, so go fuck yourself. Wow, that's harsh. Um, but like, what if he was really happy and whatever? Then what would they say? He doesn't give a fuck. He doesn't care. His mind's somewhere else. How could you be happy? You're a loser. I mean, what do you think? You must be. That must. Be you want to know why he's that pa- way? That's probably Pat Shermer's burner account because you're a fucking moron. <laughs> you want to know why he's that way? Because he loves this team and they just lost a game that really everyone at the start of the season didn't think they were going to lose. They lost. Uh, this is Alex B. Current says hashtag keep him. Beyond analytics, Didi is an integral part of the team. Everyone loves the guy. He's a lefty bat, which we don't have many of, and plays an above-average shortstop. He made the mo- he made most of us forget about Jeter. I don't know if I would go that far, mm. but he did fill it. I mean, you can't ask anybody to do a better job than Didi did filling in for uh, replacing Derek Jeter. I hope he can come back on a three-year deal around fifty mil, which was you know about what I where we were at. You know, that's Abby's brother. Are you just name dropping everybody today? I'm just letting you know. I figured that's who that was. 
Um, and that's also why I read his, his quote. Uh, let's see here. Let's get another one here. Dead air. Pearls for Swine. That's a good name. One year, $12 million. Slight pay increase over last season out of respect. You get a chance to rebuild your free agent value. No haggling. Take it or leave it. I don't think the Yankees are going to put a one-year deal in front of him. I don't think that's fair to Didi, and I don't no. think that's what the Yankees are looking to do either. So. No. Because we talked about disrespecting him, a, him right? I if mean, you, you're going to offer him a one-year deal, you should would have just given him the qualifying, qualifying offer, offer and, fuck him, it. and see what he said and then let him walk. Because, yeah, I mean, that's a that might be a higher number than you want to pay him over the course of a year, but it's still less money than if you give him more years, so why not just offer it to him? All right, the Birdman. We'll move on here. Edwin Encarnacion, we know the Yankees declined his option it never i mean after uh he had an abysmal alcs it, the writing was kind of on the wall for him it doesn't look like he'll be back even if uh he wants to accept less money because he kind of is an asshole and he sucks i don't know if he's an asshole but he sucks it's probably an asshole uh he, i have a bad taste in my mouth from his playoff performance uh how do the fans vote on the birdman edwin encarnacion i'm gonna say very Rai, you go. 80, 80% dump. I'm going to say 75% dump. 90. Wow. Wow. That's high. Dump. That's a high dump. That's an upper decker dump. Hefty, hefty, hefty. What are 90%. you doing? What are you doing, Rai? Dumping. Dumping? Yeah, it's just, uh, you know. Christian, I want to go last on this one. I already said what I need to say about him. I'm, I don't want him on the team again. Which, you know, it sucked because after that first round, you were like, oh, man, I'll take him back next year for sure. And then just completely one, complete 180. I'm dumping. But what if he came back on, like, some ridiculous, like, shitty deal good for the Yankees? Or is he going to take $500,000? No. Then fuck him. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so, well, yeah, I mean, maybe. If, only if he would take the league minimum. Yeah. Basically, yeah. Don't you like having his bat in the regular season if a you can million, get him for like a million nothing? bucks? He's somebody's gonna pay him ten to yeah. fifteen million dollars a year. He's yeah, he can't do that. that. Yeah, he's gonna he's gonna get paid. I think. Talked about where you can cut the fat. Texas, I think Texas would pay him. Where you can cut the fat. You think Texas is gonna pay everyone? Yeah, yeah. Really, no, Ryan. I do. do I think? know. They, got, they, they struck. <laughs> they the are. They, they are. That new they, stadium. Look! Look up what Texas plans on doing this offseason. All my, all my exes live in Texas. Texas. They want to be heavy spenders this offseason. Yeah, well, good, good for them. Have Edwin Encarnacion, and you'll lose not eighty-four games. Oh, maybe half of our fan base can be uh, fans of the Rangers. Then they shelled out money gonna... for Lance Lynn last year. <laughs> all right, let's do? see what the fans had to say. I don't think we need to go too much deeper into this. Uh, Bob, our buddy Bob, Bob. Here says he blew up in the ALCS. Killed the Yankees. They had high expectations for him. I did too. Fair enough. He was really Thanks, shitty Bob. in the ALCS, but you can argue that the Yankees, I mean, they still would have beat the Twins, but maybe not in three games without him. Mm, he was know. so good in the ALDS, it man. doesn't matter. No, I know. Patrick... Keep walking that parrot. He's a proven big hitter. Too bad he didn't hit in the ALCS, though, Patrick. Hello, fellas. We love you, but eh, wrong. <laughs> uh, one more here. Uh, Quentin Phillips says, Edwin was frequently injured. His played during the tournament. Why You can't just say the playoffs. I don't know. You have to be f- fancy and use words like tournament. 
uh, was sub never heard that before. Was suboptimal. We need youth. Okay, thanks. Uh, next. Maybe I should read the comments from now on. No. Okay, you're dumb. Next. Hey, they know what they're getting into here. <laughs> Lucas. No, his name's not Luke. I always want to call him Lucas. That's not, that's not his name. Luke Voigt. Louis Linwood Voigt the third or the fourth or whatever the fuck it is. Luke Voigt. How did the fans vote on Luke Voigt? I'm going to go keep at 73% keep. I'll go 77% keep. Uh, Ryan was closer at 78% to keep. I think Luke Voigt is one of those guys that we've been more unfair to. Well, you two kind of have been more unfair to than the fans have been. You think so? Yeah. I, from what I read and like scrolling through Twitter, when I do, I, I mean, we went into this season. I said this. We went into the season saying, is Luke Voigt the guy or not? And then halfway through the season, we said, yeah, this guy has done enough now to prove it. What? So now just because he got hurt and didn't really bounce back that we're just going to, we're just going to penalize him and say, no, he's not the guy anymore. Yes. We talk about short term memory. I mean, he's a good hitter when he's in that lineup every day. He's a very good hitter. He's a good hitter. And he's a scary hitter. He's okay. No, he's good. He's all right. I think you you're very unfair to Luke Voigt. I'm not because I have to look at my roster construction right now. Okay, I'm gonna just okay, muffle our mouth the whole I'm time because I'm letting you talk, but I'm I'm going in between the lines here. I look at my roster construction here. Okay. If I can move Luke Voigt, yeah, I'm I'm gonna do it. He's 28 years old. I think we know what he is at this point. He's a good hitter. He'll probably hit. 265, 270. But who are you moving him for? It doesn't matter. I told you. It doesn't matter. It's just... I, I'm i just looking. Ryan's got a hard-on for Justin Smoke today. I don't know what it is. He gets fixated on certain players. But Smoke's a free agent. Smoke him if you got him. Yeah, I mean... Yeah, he's a free agent. We talked about the value of Luke Voigt, not just of yeah, what man. he's done on the field, but the right. the amount of control the Yankees have over him. Don't they have four years of control left over him? They have a lot of control. You're not just going to trade him for anybody, and I don't think there's anyone out there that makes this team better that Luke Voigt is the deciding factor in a trade. Okay. You asked me. Uh, the point of this is if you are the Yankees general manager, would you get rid of a guy or keep him? But okay. you said if you can move him for someone. who You don't care who you're moving him for? Okay, Luke Voigt's a uh, free agent uh, 2025. Okay. Right. So, 2025. Yankees have a lot of control over him. Uh, yeah. Okay. So there's uh, a lot of control uh, with Luke Voigt. But, uh, you know, do they want a guy that's, uh, you know, kind of a question mark in the lineup? Do they, do they want to go for a guy like, let's say, I've heard a lot of uh, rumblings about this guy, uh, Justin Smoke. <laughs> uh, you know, do they go for a Justin Smoke type? Uh, I don't know. Let's go to Tony Brunglad. <laughs> <laughs> You got it out of your system? Yeah. <laughs> I don't know, man, but do they want a guy who just is... I don't know. Like, I don't know who Luke Voigt is So, anymore. Christian, you're you're a dump? Mm, yeah. Really? Mm. Why? I just think he's another one-dimensional player. Why, though? Because he's not good at first base. I disagree. We have, like, nine guys that can't play a position. <laughs> well, it is the arbitrary position. We talked about that already. You could be blind and play first base. Mm. Just stick him right out there. Yeah, you're asking me if I'm running the Yankees, what am I what am I doing? I would try to move Luke Voigt. 
you know, you know, this is a big. This is a. This is what pisses me off here. This is like a big analytic thing this this week because people are bored. There's nothing happening. It's the all season. There's Luke Voigt versus Miguel Andujar on Yankees Twitter. And if you wanted to keep Miguel Andujar over Luke Voigt, you were a moron because Luke Voigt's analytics are so much better than the Miguel Andujar's. And guess what? Luke Voigt's also 28 years old. And Miguel Andujar's, what, 24? Yeah. yeah. How old is he? How old is Luke Voigt? He is 28 now, right? Luke Voigt might be older than that. 24. Luke Voigt? 28. Yeah. 28. He's gonna be twenty nine this season. Yeah, that's a good. That, I mean, that's a fair point. I think yeah, that's fair when you're when you're comparing the two. Yeah, and that's why I'm saying like I would rather see I would rather see what Miguel Andujar has as, as a potential first baseman. And I'm covered with DJ LeMayu still on this team and Gio at first base. I'm talking about, and I'm pretty sure that I couldn't even get rid of Greg Bird if I packaged Aaron Judge with him and asked you for your ball boy. I still couldn't get any. You still wouldn't take Greg Bird. So, and again, we're going to talk about left-handed power. Okay, Ryan, Justin Smoke. (laughs) (laughs) Mitch Moreland. Mitch Moreland. What did the fans say? I don't know what Ryan said. Or did we? Did you say what you mean? No, I don't think I did. Your brother doesn't value your opinion. That's why. Yeah, I know. Um... Honestly, dude, I want this team to be complete and proven, and I don't think Luke Voigt makes that standard for me anymore. I think he's a good hitter. I just I need the the best possible lineup out there, and I think there's better options available going into the offseason to start at first base or at least even off the bench if they decide to go LeMahieu at first base to start the year. I think I'm dumping Luke Voigt. Hey, I, I, if or you, I'm stay, I'm I'm not I'm definitely not planning on starting Luke Voigt. I'll say I'll, I'll put him on the bench. I'll be honest with you. I really I really think yeah, I no, I'm dumping. I'm dumping. I really Dump. think that Dump. the Yankees it's tough though. The Yankees are very comfortable with starting DJ at first base. Yeah, I mean they did it the entire postseason. Yeah, and I think that they're they're confident in a guy like DJ to. If they say, you know what, you you might be our guy for first base, we need you to work on it, that he's going to come back and be a gold glove caliber caliber first baseman yeah. in 2020 if they if he takes it seriously because he's that good. And then you have Andujar too if you can throw a first base I mean, we're talking on him. We're talking about a guy who in the biggest games of the year got thrown at a position that he barely ever played. And yeah, he botched some balls, but some of those picks Oh, dude, he had some nice picks. I mean, first baseman who've been playing the game for thirty years don't even make those picks. Those are some. So good you're picks. you're talking about a guy who has all the potential in the world to get better, wherever you need him to get better. Mm-hmm. So, okay, fans. Yeah. Okay. Rish has to say he's good when healthy. Too bad he hasn't played much this year because of injury. I I would start him next year in AAA and call him up in May. You're not doing no. That, no, no, no. You're not doing that. No. I think if anything, Luke Voigt has proven that he's a major league baseball yes. player. Yes, yes. That's your plan with Luke Voigt. You're gonna get rid of him. Okay. Ed Weldon, we have DJ. Use that money for pitching. Okay, genius. Uh, There's he, no money. Five, to him. What did he make? Six hundred thousand dollars last year. Probably. Okay. So you want to you want to get a six hundred thousand dollar pitcher? Sure. Five hundred seventy-eight thousand. Okay. So sure. You want, Okay. 
Let's let's line up the pitchers we can get for five hundred. I think uh, we can get Kershaw for for six hundred thousand. That's a good point. And uh, Streety Cinema says anybody voting dump him can fight me immediately. Well, you know what? Come at me, bro. <laughs> I don't think that's not, you. You're, you want to die on that hill that you want to fight people over Luke Voigt? I'll fight someone over Luke Voigt. You'll lose. I would. I would fight someone. I wouldn't fight Luke Voigt over Luke Voigt. No, definitely not. All right, here we go. The Cuban Missile, Aroldis Chapman. Chappie. We discussed his uh, contract <laughs> last week, so we don't have to get into that. Uh, Ryan, what is, it, or is this Chris's turn? No, Ryan. Sure. Uh, let's go with 94% keep. I'm going to say 88% keep. Chris peeked at my phone. No, I did not. No, I did not. There's video evidence. I you did, can did, see didn't, I didn't even look over. I did, didn't do it. I didn't even look over. Was it? Was I right? Yeah. What did I guess? What was it? 88. I think that's fair. Right? I'm definitely keeping him. I like what I saw out of Araldis Chapman this year. I thought he had his best year as a Yankee this year. I think that based off of this year, you can you can be confident that you're going to get a few more great years out of him. If he's going to turn into an actual pitcher like he did this year. Uh-huh. So I'm keeping um, all the way. I dumped him. You dumped the okay, uh, Rye. We talked. All right, Ryan, keep, go. keeping him. Are you? Are let's just say this: we're all keeping him. Obviously, are you definitely keeping him as your closer? Yes, for this season, absolutely. Yes. I don't. Th- what did he show you that des- he doesn't deserve to be the closer? What did no, he show nothing. You? Like, I'm just that? asking because low CRA a lot of Yankees people, a lot of people made the argument that hey, if they if they don't sign him, we got Britain. If we got this. He guy. wasn't most here. games he's ever. Uh, Played for the Yankees too. I think that Most baseball saves. reference is not like the Yankees pitching because they have ridiculous projections for everybody that we've looked up on oh, here. God. He's got pitched to a three five one year rate this okay. year. Can I just say something to you? Twenty two you know, saves. Do you know it's not like some what? dude sitting behind a computer like his name's like fucking Fred? It's not like Fred sitting behind a computer going, you know what? I think Chapman is going to throw 32 innings next year. Yeah, where'd they get their numbers from? They though? have algorithms. Yeah, they're that's Fred, why dude. there's different wars. They're so algorithms. They don't like the Yankees. It, what did I did I say they don't like the Yankees or did I say that they're ridiculous? They have ridiculous projections. You for said them. I don't think Baseball Reference likes the Yankees pitching. Uh, Ryan, did I say that? Yes. Yeah, I think. Okay, uh, whatever. Go fuck the two of you. Can go fuck yourselves. Okay. Hey, Tony, come over here. Real quick. Okay. What do you think Chapman's going to do? I mean, strikeouts. It probably is Fred. Fred's probably say 150 there. strikeouts. Okay. Good That's projection. Like, uh, okay. Good projection, Tony. Oh, he gave up a home run to Altuve. Okay. <laughs> he, he's terrible. I'll be done with these projections uh, in 2025. All right. Uh, roll this Chapman. I don't see why you would get rid of him. The Yankees also agreed with, with us that you wouldn't get rid of him because they extended him. So good. I mean, welcome back, chap. Uh, yeah, we'll read here. Shane Rowley says, "Keep. Why give yourself the headache of trying to get another closer <laughs> it's true. at the same standard when he's probably in the top three right now?" Yeah, I have great point. I don't even. Think, I don't even want to hear any other comments. That's just a great point. Good job, Shane. Yes, yeah, Shane. Man, wow. Come Fucking join the Shane, pod, dude. bro. Take my seat. Fuck. Fucking love you, Shane. And here, Patrick, I like this one, so we got to read it. Whoever votes to dump him is either a troll or on a day pass from the funny farm. <laughs> Fellas, 
That's Ireland lingo, fellas. And M.W. Frankel says, I know what happened with the final pitch of the season, but would you? who would you rather have in that spot? Yeah. I mean, he's your closer. That's it. He's your guy. Yep. Yeah, Mariano Rivera blew World Series game, so, I mean, you can't hold that. I mean, you can't really hold that against the role as Chapman. Uh, that was 18 years ago yesterday or something that Luis Gonzalez base hit up the middle. Fuck man. him. Ugh. Whatever. Fucking loser. That's a bum. That broke my heart. Such a good World Series. He's not in the Hall of Fame, right? For what? No, I know, I know. I, 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 lo- I, the Hall of Fame of losers. He had some right. great seasons, like he, a couple. On steroids. <laughs> Ryan, look up Luis Gonzalez. Watch this. <laughs> You're he, on baseball reference. Oh, my oh, God. I, well, I thought you wanted to, like a, no, uh, an article or something. Whore, bro. I, no, I cut that same tab. Look at this. The guy never Ew. hit more than... All right, look at this. He nev- From 1990 to 1990... Where are we here? I don't know. All right, from 1990 to 1999, his career high in home runs was 26. Then in 2000, he hit 31. And then in 2001, he hit 57. <laughs> and then never top 30 for the rest of his career. He played until... He uh, had 57 home runs? Holy and he played, he played until he was... Uh, he played... Um, he retired in 2008. What, what was he sitting home and he was like, do you think I should gradually do... Like, uh, you think I should gradually take steroids and like gradually get stronger? Or, all or should I do all of do them Do all the now. steroids Wasn't that right some, now. similar with Brett Boone? I just pulled up his... I know he, no, Boone did have one year that yeah, was just he was like, like 2001 again. He had 37 home runs and drove in 141 runs. But when you do that over Gonzalez, just I mean, Jesus, that's, that's crazy. Ridiculous. Should I just do all the steroids Should right I do them now? Right now? Honey, so you're supposed to pace yourself with these steroids. Honey, oh, should, how babe. Much, honey, how many steroids should I do today? <laughs> 57 home runs 57 worth, sweetheart. steroids? 142 RBIs. Babe, this cycle says I should do it over three years. Should I just do it in one? Yeah, should I get crazy and just fuck Holy around and do all the steroids right now? He came in oh 18th my. only in MVP. That's crazy. I didn't know that. Oh, that's that's third, crazy. Third that year, my fault. Yeah, that's cray cray. Okay. All right. He, he drove in 142 runs that year, too, which is, is career high by about 30. And he played every single game. Every game. <laughs> That's steroids. Oh, my God. <laughs> okay, I don't know. His name has ever really been linked to anything. I don't know, but I'm just looking at it, the numbers, and uh, I'm like, come on now. The five wackiest power surges <laughs> of the steroid era. Here we go with Luis Gonzalez. That's crazy, man. Is he number wow. one? He's no, number, number three. three. He's got the third weirdest... Uh, what did they call it? The, the the wackiest? Yeah. The third wackiest uh, home run jump in steroid history, or uh, the steroid era. He was 33 when he did that. That's crazy. Go go up for a second. I want yeah. to see. Up, stop. Uh, up, down, 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 down. Yeah, I don't know. He went 16 for 65 with three home runs in the in the, their postseason run with one broken bat hit, scumbag. Ugh. Uh but I don't know. I'm just saying. Look at the numbers. That's weird. Yeah. All right. Some... Final person. We saved the uh, the boss of bosses here. Well, no, he's not really. He's, he, he would be what? I guess he would be, I don't know what you would call him. 
He's the number two guy behind Hal. He would be Hal's consigliere. Brian. I think Hal is his bitch, actually. Mm, well, if he is, then uh, I don't know. Why is he not spending more of that money then? Anyway, Brian Cashman. Keep. Keep. Where are the fans on Brian Cash? Be Cash. Um, I'm going to say 76%. Right. Keep. I think they're higher. I'd Rion. say. Um. I'd say 87. 83 for Brian Cashman. Okay. Again. That's low to me. Yeah. But you know what? I think to be fair, we're like, again, like we've said numerous times since they were eliminated, he's not on the hot seat, obviously, but even the, even the rational fans are starting to say, okay, time to shit or get off the pot, you know? And I put here, if you're watching us on YouTube, I put Cashman's legacy as our as our topic because I've said it. You know, after 2016, this is really where Cashman's going to build his legacy. This is his team uh, from really from the ground up. If you want to, you know, in Yankee in Yankee terms of what rebuilding is, and you know, over the last two years, you were happy with it because they weren't expected to do much. They weren't supposed to do much, and they did. But this now was the first year that we were expecting them to win a World Series, and they didn't. So the first year of his legacy that he's building here was a failure. So, you know, you have a couple more years now to play with. I'm keeping him, obviously, right now, but I'm kind of with Christian. If they don't win it again in 2020, I'm starting to, I'm starting to consider uh, him not being the guy for the job. Yeah, I have nothing else. I'm on the exact same boat as that. Give him another year before you really start to even think about putting him on the hot seat, see how it this year plays out, and then pick it back up next season. That's it. Keep him for this year. And you know what? Right. This poll is for 2020. So, yes, obviously I'm keeping him for 2020. But if the Yankees don't win a World Series or at least get there in 2020, he's got to go. And here's where I think Cashman's getting the brunt of all this, and I don't think it's fair. You have fans saying pitching wasn't the issue, right? And we can all agree that when you really dissect it, it might not be the issue. But that's been his weak his weak spot, so it's where people are attacking him. You can't sit here and tell me that Cashman didn't put a team with talent on the field. It's that that talent didn't execute. I'm sorry. I don't think that Cashman's to blame for not winning a World Series this year. I think he built a phenomenal baseball team that just didn't show up in the ALCS. How much can the how much can the GM do? You saw the Astros pick up fucking Granky. They had Cole have the year of his life and they still didn't win a World Series. Plus you look at all the injuries that the Yankees had to go through this season and you don't get through those injuries without the depth that the Yankees right. had, and the Yankees don't have that depth without a good GM and Brian right. Cashman going out and getting guys like Gio or That's fine. Don't promise the fan base. You're right. Then that. that's where he's wrong. You're right. Wait, what did he promise them again? Well, tw- it would, 2019. 2019 would be yeah. the year. Yeah. They, they, we were told that, hey, we'll be ready to compete, be a championship contender in 2019. And being a contender doesn't mean losing in six games in the ALCS. And, hey, again, we didn't ask for that timeline. We weren't sitting here saying put in put a year on it. You did that. You offered it up, Brian. You did, Brian. Come on, Brian. How many rings has Brian Cashman won as general manager of the New York Yankees? As GM 
Um, one, three? two, three, four. Yes. Uh, 98 was his first? Yeah. Yes. He was with the organization in 96, though. He just wasn't uh, general manager. Almost positive about that. Brian Cashman was actually assistant GM of the Yankees as far back as 1992. I asked this question because some Jagaloon said this. uh, He said, how many rings have we had since Brian Cashman took over? You can answer that and then have the answer to your poll question. So he he told him intern in 1986. He's been with the team a long time. How old is he? Fucking 80? He's 52 years old. Okay, so his point then being when I answered four was that the first two don't count for Brian Cashman. Right, right. Because he inherited the team. Right. So that means that in this person's mind, Brian Cashman sat around and did absolutely nothing for two years as general manager of the Yankees. And you know what, that's He didn't trade for Roger Clemens. He didn't trade for Chuck Knobloch. He didn't uh, sign Alfonso Soriano. He didn't sign uh, El Duque. He did nothing. He did absolutely nothing to fortify the Yankees' uh, two championship teams in 98 and 99. And then what I didn't get into with him because I really didn't care to because he was honestly kind of being an idiot at that point because you don't get to decide what titles go on his resume and what don't. He's a general manager for four teams, uh, four World Series teams. Why? Why was the cutoff at ninety nine? Then all of a sudden, two thousand, he gets credit for that, right? And I have a question: Do you think the GM has anything to do with evaluating players and saying, "Hey, maybe he shouldn't be a setup man. Maybe he shouldn't be a starting pitcher. Maybe he should be a closer." Do you think he has anything to do with that? Why do you think he doesn't? I think he does. Okay, so. When did Mariano Rivera really break through as a closer? Uh, he took over the role in 1997. 1997. And I don't I don't think he had too many appearances as a closer in 97. I don't think he was fully solidified. No, he was. I think that Brian Cashman, being a part of this team, being assistant GM, making those types of decisions along with everyone else has a big factor in in him being a part of this team. He's made he's been a part of this team whether it's as he GM. had 43 saves in 97 so he was wow. pretty I didn't realize as, he was that as closer. No, he took over. That's why they let Wetland walk cuz they finally in 95 they had no idea what Mariano Rivera was and that's a, a story that everybody tells is that Buck didn't know what Mo was. If he did, they would have probably beaten the Seattle Mariners. In 96 Joe Torre knew what he had. Setup guy, boom. That's why they were able to let uh, Wetland walk so easily. How did we even... So, did you... We're all keep, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. How irrational were the fans other than... Yeah, wait, what was the percentage on 83. it? Uh, Patrick. We're going to read another Patrick comment. Patrick. Man, Patrick, you're getting some yeah, thanks fucking airtime tonight. It's the last chance saloon for Cash next season. He has to deliver a World Series or his time is up. Hashtag no more excuses. Mm. Hashtag last chance saloon. <laughs> Real Legend 2 says, Cash builds a team from scratch like Stick did with core players and 17% want to dump him. Shaking my head. 
Yeah, that's fair. Who was that one? That was he's legendary. That guy. Yeah, that was real legend too. He's the real legend. Oh boy, the second one. And uh, oh boy, we'll we'll give we'll give this guy a shout out here because he he does he does like to comment a lot on Zach the Bad Shepherd. Bad. He he actually is a he actually has a what are they goats or lambs? He actually does shepherd those things. So I have talked to him about that. He says, "How sure. is the kink in the hose not Cashman?" We we really don't know what it, we really don't know yet. I mean, I can't I can't put it on anybody's plate right now. I think this is a very very telling off season right now. Name two guys that yeah. ruined the postseason chances for the New York Yankees. One's a scumbag woman beater. Okay, and the other guy. Well, no, not not Herman. Why? I'm not? talking about the guys who played. Larry, Larry's to blame for everything. Who were two guys that played? Oh, uh, definitely year? John Carl Stanton. Definitely, I would just blame the DH. You have to blame John Carl Stanton because DH. you're not a real Yankee fan if you don't blame John. True, Carl but realistically, who, who? What two guys do you put blame on? Gary Sanchez. Okay, I'll, I'll blame him. Okay, sure, and pro- maybe Adam no, You want to? Okay, you want to go a pitcher? Adovino wasn't great, but Edwin Encarnacion had yes. had many terrible at bats and big spots. Right. anybody in the AL. Yeah, okay, yeah, and let me ask you this: whether you questioned it or not, when the move was made, did Encarnacion not end up being a great midseason pickup for this team? Is it Cashman's fault that this guy forgot had to do what he's capable of doing? Is it Cashman's fault that his superstar catcher couldn't come through in the big spot? No. But he didn't trade him, Chris. He didn't, Gary Sanchez sucks, and he didn't trade him, and everybody knows that except for Brian Cashman. It's it just, look, you got like to put blame on someone somewhere. I just don't think this was the year to blame any of the organizational guys, the upper management guys. Well, you know what? If Brian Cashman's plan is to not spend big money on starting pitching, then you need to figure out a way to get big starting pitching here without spending big money and win a fucking World Series that way. And no, if look, you don't, the, then you got to go. With, with that's the, it. With the Goodbye. free agent, hey. with the free agent yes. class this year, there's no excuse now. Now you can start to blame upper management. Yeah. So now we're going to see what who who is the as Zach the bad shepherd says, who is the real kink in the hose? Is it Brian Cashman? Is Brian Cashman that goddamn stubborn where he's like I don't need a 35 million dollar starting pitcher mm-hmm. or is it how where he's like you're not spending 35 million dollars on a starting pitcher? Yeah. But again, the Yankees took on fucking John Carl Stanton's contract. So this mm. is what the biggest baffling thing in this whole Yankees are cheap scenario is they still went and took John Carl Stan's contract that they didn't want to get in bed with those types of players. It doesn't matter that they didn't get Stan they got Stan for a fucking bag of peanuts. They still went and got him. Yeah. I agree. That's that's is like the one thing that I always look at. Like the Yankees are so cheap, but why did they go and do this then? Or is this nothing ever really made that much sense to them other than getting John Carl Stan in the last two years? It's, it could have been like a, a desperate move. I don't know. I mean... They didn't need Stanton. They didn't need him, but they spent the money on him. I mean, they took him on. So, and I think being healthy, he can be that guy for us. So... I just can't get over that. Like, that's what I keep going to every time somebody says, oh, the Yankees are cheap. They'll never spend big money on a on a player again. Why the hell did they sign? Why did they make the trade for Stanton? Why? 
Why did they do that then? For a player they didn't need, they had Aaron Judge. If Aaron Judge didn't have the 2017 that he had, then I understand going and getting John Carl Stanton 110%. They didn't need him. Yeah. He was just served up on a silver platter. Again, but again, if you don't want to get in bed with those types of players, it doesn't matter if somebody asked you for a, a dirty handkerchief. You still don't fucking trade for him. Yeah. You know, there's one topic... Do you guys have anything else you want to say about Cashman? No. Because there's one topic we forgot to kind of bring up, and we don't have to go into it. We're running long. But we forgot to bring up the fact that DJ LeMay, you didn't even make make it as a finalist for MVP voting this year. And Marcus Simeon did. And Christian, I know you're more in tune with the people on Twitter and everything. What was the biggest... uh, reason behind Semyon getting that that nod over DJ? I don't know. His numbers is I don't know. And I What's don't, the one stat? Is it his war? Yes. And even Ken Rosenthal came on and I actually respect him for this. I I don't really care for him. But he said the writers, including himself in the past, put too much stock behind war. Where if you look at the top 3 guys in war, it's the top 3 guys who are finalists for MVP, and that's everyone's argument. And my argument back is, it's because he's a New York Yankee, and they're saying no. But here's my problem. If you go back to 2017, do you know who had a better war in every single type of war that you can have, except for one where he tied? Aaron Judge. Okay? but So then the argument back to me is, well, the writers were just stupid that year. He should have won. Okay, so you're proving my point. He should have won, but he's a New York Yankee, so he didn't. You can't sit here and fight me about war being the end-all, be-all, and then when I show you when a guy had a better war and all the arguments you did and still didn't win and have a mainstream writer like Rosenthal admit it, there's a pro- there's a big problem. How is DJ LeMayu not a finalist? Not that he would have won anyway, but come on. Marcus Semyon? He had a great year. But don't argue war when war doesn't seem to matter when a New York Yankees going up against a Houston Astro two years ago. Tab whore Ryan adding it again here. You just think of the term valuable. I mean, I've never seen a season as valuable as DJ LeMahieu's was this year. Yeah, but that's what war does is it measures value. Right. So why wasn't it measured in 2017? Well, it me- measures wins, right? Because wins Aaron above. Judge struck out 250 times or whatever it was. That's why. That's Okay, so his war was that good despite that. That's how good of a season he had. Don't fight. If leading you're gonna, off an if inning, war, 290 leading off an inning. That's... If war's your end-all, be-all, don't give me other stats. Because clearly, they're putting way too much stock behind war. Clutch stats. Look at this. Two outs runners in scoring position. He had 388. 26 hits, 44 Look at his OPS was 1. No, was 1.1. Oh, my God. High game, he so had wasn't 300. A lot of t- yeah, he was hitting. A run, and again, I'm not trying to be petty here. I'm just trying to bring up a point that don't fucking argue me war. And then when I throw at you why your argument is invalid, that your response back is, well, the writers were just stupid. They had a brain fart in 2017. No. He hit 400 in what they consider high leverage situations. 
Aaron Judge should have won the MVP in 2017. Okay. Yeah, well, should have okay. isn't good enough. Okay, well, he didn't, and DJ LeMayu hit 325 in the should have been inning. a finalist, but who cares? He wasn't going to win anyway. It's just the point. It's not the. It's just something for people to get upset over. It doesn't matter. He wasn't going to win anyway. Just the point. So does this confirm that Rocco Baldelli is yes. going to win Manager of the Year? One hundred percent or cash. No, well, at least uh, at least yeah, Boone will come in third. At least Aaron Boone got a finalist nod, right? Yeah, it's true. Okay. But again, everybody that hates him would have been up in arms. When did they announce the uh, winners? Uh, I don't know. Soon. You seem tired. November 14th, so in four days. I don't know, that was last year. So it was probably around the same time, though. Yeah, around so maybe, the 14th. Which, uh, maybe this week. Who cares? It doesn't matter. Yeah, these uh, awards. I'll never care about the awards. Stupid, man. Uh, oh, we Actually, got... Rookie of the Year is tomorrow. We'll find cool. out. And Tuesday, we'll announce the, uh, Rocco the managers of the year. And Wednesday will be Cy Young Award winner. And then I guess, what, the 14th again will be the MVP. Yes, yeah, so that's right. All cool. right. Cool. Cool. Sweet. Uh, speaking of awards, next week will be the uh, third annual NYYST awards show. Mm. We, uh, we switched it up this year. We went keep them dumpings first and then doing the awards. So we'll do our awards show next week. I have to go back and look and see. Is Minko award. hosting those awards? I don't know. Do you, can you get them? I, th- I could make some calls. You make some calls. We have the hookup. Okay. <clears throat> He's looking for a uh, side gig. Oh, yeah. He was texting me off the chain. I was busy, but I told old him I'd look men, Old men text Ryan. That's, that's good information yeah. to know. Yes. Right. I text old men. All right. So um, please uh, go to iTunes, five-star rating and review. Uh, go to YouTube, search NYYST Podcast, subscribe to the show. You can watch us there. If you don't want to listen, you can watch. Um, follow us on Twitter at NYY Sports Talk. And... <laughs> Chris, say goodbye. Hey!